Welcome into the Irish NFL show. Happy Sunday, everybody. To everybody watching, we are presented by our friends over at Punda Arena in partnership with them. Um, welcome in, lads. Feeling a bit tired after that game last night, not gonna lie. Welcome in. Um, yeah, uh, but a, a really interesting, um, suite of, suite of games. I mean, even the um, the Seahawks Rams, which we'll talk about, which I enjoyed very much, uh, and and was was less in doubt than the others, uh, was still a really, really interesting game. It was indeed, uh, lads. Before we start chatting about the games, really quickly, welcome to everybody watching on Pundit Arena on Facebook, on Twitter as well. Welcome in. If you're an NFL fan and you were up last night, uh, I salute you for being awake right now. Uh, before we talk about the games, lads, obviously a really interesting set of games last night. The Bills march on again, albeit very briefly with a three-point win. Rams, I would say shock the Seahawks, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, and Washington kept me up until the wee hours of the morning. Um and thank you to them. Lads, we're obviously going to talk about this whole situation with these games on Monday night's show, if you'll all join us then. But what's your one takeaway? Just start with you, Colin. What's your one takeaway from these games uh, last night? Um, across the board, I suppose. For for me, it was the, the Rams showing up and the Rams doing Rams things. I, I said that uh, sacks changed games and did they change games? Russell Wilson just did not seem to know where he was. And Russell Wilson is an outstanding quarterback, but they were absolutely brilliant. And to do that with the best defensive player in the league on the sidelines for the majority of the second half, doubly impressive um there there was talk during the the broadcast about whether um you know staley will is he going to get a, a head coach job this year will it is it a year too soon um wh whether he I, I would say they will obviously would like to have him around It'd be interesting to see what he could do for another year but they were just absolutely brilliant and given that what they were up against in terms of QB, uh, you know, who had come surgery just a few weeks ago, having to come in. Um, I thought it was um, a phenomenal performance. Problem for them is um, how serious is the injury to Donald? How serious is that injury to Cooper Cup? What will that mean um, for next week? Um, but they were immensely impressive for me in that win against the, the Seahawks. Did any of us pick the so you are the, the the Rams, Brian? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. the one, the one and only, um, the lone wolf. Yeah, fair play to Colin. For me, it was actually the Colts um, and the points that they they left on the field last night. Um, very aggressive play calling. You know, we discussed on our own group during the game around the fact that the game could potentially come down to a you know one score game, and it turned out that way. You know, they didn't take a field goal, which was a gimme. Um, they went for the fourth down. They shouldn't really they should have taken the field goal. <clears throat> it was early in the game, and it looked like even potentially could go in with a, with a bigger lead at half time. And then they actually ended up going down, going in, losing at half time. And uh, then the second half, the kicker, um, Blankenship, who's been so solid all year, this is a a very easy field goal. And uh, I just felt the Colts had that one. That one was there for the taking for the Colts. Josh Allen played well, and I know you keep raving about how great he is, but in the fourth quarter. And in particular on the last drive, he looked under pressure and it looked like the enormity of the situation in terms of getting the Bills over the line, seemed to catch up with him, should have taken that sack or he could have shown the ball away. <clears throat> Started going back to traits of last year's playoff game and 
then at the end, obviously the fumble that wasn't a fumble, which I think we all agree should have been the fumble. But the referees in this in the league in this season, when you see something on the field that we all know looks like an absolute banker of a decision, it never is because they just never overturn it. But a fair play to the Bills, they've won. We all picked them, and we all said it'd be a high-scoring game. And but I'm not convinced they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I think Rivers will be looking back on this one throughout the summer, wishing he had another chance at it. Yeah, if I'm a, a Bills fan today, I'm delighted they've broken their 25-year streak of not winning a postseason game. Um, and I'm hopeful, actually. I mean, once they've got that out of their system now, they've probably played the best defense, I would say, on the AFC side. Um, but I'm, I'm with you, Brian. I mean, we have two rookie kickers, Tyler Bass and Rodrigo Blankenship. Tyler Bass now is a 52-yarder. Blankenship misses or doinks a 33-yarder. And three points in the game, it sometimes comes down to the kicker, as Scott Norwood and Billy Cundiff and many others will attest to in the past. Um, for me, the, the, the Seahawks-Rams uh, game was uh, surprising, really because of the performance of Akers. I mean, Akers has had some up-and-down performances during the regular season, but boy, did he play well um, yesterday. And he was really the driving force behind that team, whether it was Wolford or whether it was Goff in place. Fair play to Jared Goff for um, styling it out with four fingers and not much of a thumb. Um, and that might end up being the thing that holds them back, um, quite literally, in the uh, offseason. But it was quite scary to see um, Wolford being carted off in an ambulance. And uh, how, whatever the reasoning that he was a runner, yes, he was a runner, but that was a dirty, dirty hit from Jamal Adams. To a player diving to the ground, intentionally to the head, it's still <coughs> a penalty because of the way in which the refs picked up the flag. I disagree with it. We all move on, and the Rams do as well, and the Seahawks go home. But for me, gents, Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Washington Redskins, one of those games which just goes to prove, actually, that Tom Brady is still the GOAT, but equally why Tampa Bay won't win the Super Bowl, because that defense was pretty appalling. They missed Devin White significantly, and whilst they have probably – one of, if not the most impressive offensive lines, Ali Marpet, Tristan Wirfs in particular have been fantastic. They are reliant too much on the chunk plays. They can't actually dink and dunk and move the ball down the field like Brady uh, is renowned for. They need the you know 20 yarders, 25 yarders to keep bailing them out at times. And against a better team, against a better defense, that uh, and Washington are a great defense, but not in the secondary. Um, I think that will come back to find them out. But Tom Brady, 31 postseason wins now, gents. 75 total touchdowns. You know, it, it keeps racking up. Not bad. Not bad. Right. So we just have it. Sorry, sorry, Michael. Come on. Not going to have the Jamal, Jamal Adams uh, play. He went in with a shoulder. He didn't go with his helmet. Hence why the flag was picked up. Hence why it's the right call. It was to the head, though. Uh, whether it was shoulder, whether it was he, he knew what he was doing. Well, what, what's he to do when a quarterback's coming at him at speed? For, forcible contact to the head to a player going to the ground is still a penalty. They okay. I, honestly, if they threw the flag, they shouldn't have picked it up. It wasn't head to head. I agree. He was a runner. I agree, but still, it was dirty. We better get I, Jeff. Um, Ryan, we better get Jeff Ryanball back on because he's he agrees with me. <laughs> well, Jeff kept me going at one point last night. Um, I publicly will admit this, lads. I. Uh, I fell asleep on the sofa in the middle of that Tampa Bay game. I don't know how you are all so awake this morning. Let me just try and focus myself and try and talk really well. Here, yeah, boys, the Bills. The reality is, here, 
for anybody that is smashing on the bills here this evening, boys, or this morning, depends where you are. Josh Allen over 300 yards passing, two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and he still found a way to win this game, even when he wasn't that effective, even when the team itself wasn't that effective. They still scored 27 points. And the last time I checked, they were playing an 11 win team. They weren't playing a crap team. Like, they weren't. That Colts team, and I think Pat McAfee summed up as well on Twitter last night, even if he did get the Seattle Seahawks prediction terribly wrong. Um, that Colts team has good talent. Uh, and it was actually quite sad and all being a little bit funny to see Philip Rivers. That's probably his last game. But I thought the Colts did really well last night. But it just shows you, I think, the toughness of that Bills team. Obviously, the biggest test will come in the weeks ahead. But um, yeah, I've, I, there's, there's no. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's over. Obviously, I don't want to jump on more than one thing that happened last night. But um, for me, Ram Seahawks was 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 obviously a huge. I, I, I thought it was a huge shock, to be honest. I picked the Seahawks to win. But for me, it was it wasn't just acres as a as a massive focus in that game. It for me, it was the protection around Russell Wilson. He looked almost like he was playing for the Broncos two years ago. Call him. He had no defensive line. He looked like he was like scared to stand there. So he had to run immediately. You could see very quickly from even the first second quarter that that was it was going to be an issue. And what what a waste of talent. What a waste of time. Like, you look at Russell Wilson, right? I know it's the NFL playoffs, but that team should be going further than that there. Obviously, fair play to the Rams. Fantastic performance. Great to see Rams fans um, in, in Ireland getting really, really excited last night. Uh, commiserations to the Seahawks. But for me, what a waste of talent. Russell Wilson sitting at home next week, along with me and Bill Belichick. It's, uh, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> Colm, you've got a point in the bill? Just, I, I think... Um... The, the issue for me with the Bills was how easy the Colts were able to move the ball. Um, on every single play other than the, the kneel down, um, they were able to get the ball into um, Bills' territory. So it's less about Allen. I, I didn't think Allen had a, had a bad game. I thought Allen did well. I thought what actually made the difference for the Bills in comparison to their other losses, and particularly um, the, the most recent loss, was the fact that Allen was able to find Diggs, um, and Diggs made a huge difference there. They were able to, to move the ball when they needed to. The worry for me on the Bills, and we, we'll probably come back to it, is the, the inability to stop the Colts and the lack of pass rush. I think that would be what, what I would have concerns of. Not around Josh Allen. Josh Allen was brilliant and he used his, his legs really well. Um, I, I think what, it will be fascinating to see what happens with the Bills going forward. Michael, just on the Seahawks, um, and I know you're touching on the offensive line, which has been a problem for years, but fundamentally when you look at it, I think we'd all agree there's definitely things wrong outside of the, the team itself, the way Pete Carroll is managing things. I mean, it's the first quarter and you've got Metcalf going on, going off and one on the sideline because he hasn't had the ball thrown to him. He hasn't had the ball thrown to him because Wilson hasn't had an opportunity to throw to him because his offensive line has given him no help whatsoever. You know, but yeah, he doesn't look at that from a team point of view. He's on the sideline ranting and raving. And then it was like as if they felt they had to give him the ball. So they called it a bubble screen pass. He doesn't do his part in terms of running towards the quarterback in order to take the ball to move into this, to move into the gap. He stands there waiting, and your man comes in, boom, pick six. You know, like how is Carl allowing all that nonsense to go on in the sideline? 
Yeah, but I mean, I don't blame Metcalf for that. That was an amazing play by the D-back. Read it, got around his blocker, jumped the roof. Like, that happens because the defense was running. Metcalf the defense played fundamentally. But um, it's funny we're saying about Russell Wilson having to run around behind a depleted offensive line. I mean, we've been so worried about COVID. What about just good old-fashioned injuries on the O-line, potentially derailing people's playoff hopes? Um, Brady and the Bucks last night lost Alex Kappa, their starting right guard. Ted Larson came in, who's you know a very solid, dependable backup, but is a step below, and you saw that almost immediately. Um, strange, interior pressure messes up most quarterbacks. That's why David Bakhtiari's injury for the Packers is so important. It's why I think Joe Bitono, uh, Bitonio's injury for the, the Browns tonight, or sorry, COVID-related illness for the Browns tonight, is so important. Because if that protection is not right, how do you expect anyone to function behind it? Um, that's where a Tom Brady suddenly starts looking like, a, I don't know, a Drew Locke or something like that. Well, I very much look forward to the potential visit of these Los Angeles Rams and that defense to the greatest team you would think of all time next week in Lambeau Field. I hope that happens. But we'll, <laughs> we will talk about that in a minute. Hello to every Packers fan. Like, look, look. The Packers have been I laughing. Think, I think the good thing there is, Michael, um, we'll obviously get to our picks, but potentially you've got a Saints rematch against... The books, which would be a great game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three games today, gentlemen uh, and ladies watching. Ravens, Titans, Bears, Saints, Browns, Steelers. They really do leave the best to the last there with the Browns, don't they? Uh, I'm joking, obviously, but uh, three really, really good games. I actually went into the whole thought this week thinking that the games on Saturday were going to be better. I think these games are going to be a lot better than yesterday. A very, very good set of games here. That first game, boys, is... It's got the potential to be an absolute beezer. Now, on one hand, you've got Lamar Jackson, who needs to win a playoff game in order to really, <laughs> you know, let's say nothing there. And Derrick Henry is on fire, boys. Like, unbelievable. Call him. Like, let's take a look really quickly at Derrick Henry. Look at those stats through 17 weeks. Three 200-plus yard games, 17 touchdowns. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Like, who, what, what's your thoughts ahead of this game? Uh, um yeah h2k and what how how are the ravens going to come up with a, a plan to to stop him because he has been their nemesis over the the last two games obviously went for 195 yards i think in the the game last year and over 100 yards again in the game earlier this year and uh, won the game in in overtime i think that for me is is probably what's going to be interesting is is to see if the the ravens can come up with a plan um the that because the the titans defensively are not what they were last year you can score points we saw the texans score points people have scored points on um this titans team now they can score points too if you can slow that down if you can take that away that's how you beat the this titans team um the the browns did it by coming out quick and uh getting building up a kind of an insurmountable lead I think it's going to be really interesting in the, the the playoffs because the Titans have so many weapons. Um, they can come at you on the ground. And obviously then uh, AJ Brown, Corey Davis, um, Tannehill himself is, is pretty mobile. Um, they they have managed to protect Tannehill really well, even in, in the face of other teams blitzing. Um, I, I am think this will be quite the, the tactical battle between Vrabel and Harbaugh. 
I think this will be a really, really intricate and, and fascinating kind of um, brutal chess match as such. Um, I think the Ravens have come hot at the, the right time, though. And for me, having having seen how the Titans struggle to um, contain the the Texans, and and look, we you know we all know Deshaun Watson is a great QB, but Deshaun Watson did not have very many weapons, and yet they were still able to put up serious points. I I think um, the Ravens will probably um, avenge uh, the last year's loss. But I do think this will be a really, really um, tough one. And that will be, it'll all come down to being able to stop Derrick Henry. If I'm Harbaugh, I'm actually ringing up um, Vic Fangio because the the Broncos, about the only thing the Broncos have done really well has been to absolutely shut down Derrick Henry. He has just not got going uh, against them. Um, and that, that to me, if, if you can do that, obviously you take away a huge aspect of it. I think um, it will be a fascinating one this evening. Yeah, for me, this game is all about Jackson. You know, he the two seasons that he's had in the regular season, his numbers have been off the charts. You know, I know he had a bit of a drop-off this season, but he came back to the play that week. I've seen over the past two years, but in the two playoff games he's played against the against the Chargers two years ago and last year when Tennessee went in and beat them up, they only scored 14 points in each game. He was stifled. The playoff situation, the pressure of winning a playoff game seemed to get to him. He needs to get over that hump. And if I was Harbour, I would be reminding his players of Week 10 when they did play the Titans and the Titans came in and the whole team was doing their dance on the halfway line on the Ravens' crest. If any, if they needed any more motivation the fact it's a playoff game it's the fact that give let's put let's put a marker on these guys and show them revenge derrick henry five postseason games 126 120 yards per game he turns up in the playoffs but this ravens offense is a different beast this year with the run game dobbins edwards jackson you know they've also got hollywood brown mark andrews they have enough players offensively to put up huge points against the titans defense which columns and has been very poor over the course of the season they're averaging 20 points terms of what they're giving up so for me it's um it's going to be the ravens they played each other four times in the playoffs the away team has won every time it's going to be five and out tonight ravens to win yeah i mean obviously this is a a, a, a brawler this is a doozy of a game uh times knocked out ravens last year they won in the regular season this year but there's two fundamental differences both from last year and this year Earlier on this season, Brandon Williams and Kalei Campbell did not play for the Ravens. They're going to have them back, and that will inevitably help quite significantly in trying to ball up Derek Henry. What's overlooked is, of course, Henry did run for that 29-yarder in overtime to win the game in the regular season, but actually for three quarters, the Ravens pretty much held him in check. He was pretty bottled up. He got most of his yardage in the fourth quarter. Now, you can say that's really when you want to get the yardage, um, but they had a reasonable plan and they reasonably exercised it for a vast amount of time. Um, it's surprising. Uh, you would never have put Ryan Tannehill normally in this category, but probably the two most efficient quarterbacks at running the read option this year are playing against each other because Tannehill with his legs has been uh, a very useful threat, scoring touchdowns um, quite frequently as well. So um, if you want a sneaky bet, getting on him at a good odds would be nice. But for me, the problem for the Titans is their defense. I've never seen something so bizarre with a team that has not really changed that much in personnel. 
but this character, both on offense and defense, is like Jekyll and Hyde this year. The offense is now explosive and is now built to come back. Um, <clears throat> even with the same receivers, the same quarterback, etc. Arthur Smith deserves a hell of a lot of credit. And the defense plays like it's, I don't know, a Spanish matador with the ball, just waving the cape at things as they go by. <laughs> um, we all laugh at old Thomas's attempt to tackle Derrick Henry last year, but the Titans have been playing on defense like they've been attempting to tackle people all season. Um, for me, you know, I'd love to see the Titans do it again. I love um, Vrabel. I love the style of play that they're putting in. I think Derrick Henry deserves to be Offensive Player of the Year but it's the defense I think is going to let them down. Um, the Ravens can be bottled up. We've seen it before, but they have got the things cooking in the last while. They will be severely motivated, not just because it's a playoff game, because it's a playoff game against the Titans. And whilst I want to pick the Titans, I really, really do. Heart overhead. Um, it's head over heart, unfortunately. And I'll say Ravens to win. Okay. Um, look, lads. It is good, obviously, as a neutral in this situation to see the Ravens come in the good form towards the end of the season. But we've seen what happened last year. Lamar, the bed, he did. And will he ever get over that? Well, we'll find out today, won't we? Um, even if the Titans' defense is nowhere near as good as it was last year, like it was so good last January, it was unreal. Even if it isn't as good as it was last year, all it really needs for its offense to pop they can let in 40 and score 41. Why not? There's no reason why Derrick Henry can't get over 200 yards in this game. There is no reason why that can't happen. Yes, the Ravens have got offensive weapons, both with rushing and with receiving as well in terms of passing, but I can't I can't look past the Titans here. I can't. I think I think it'll be a close game. I think there'll be three to seven points in it. But I think the Titans will win this game and knock out Baltimore again. And Lamar Jackson will have to sit for another year um, and wait. I don't think the but I don't think the Ravens have what it takes to win the Super Bowl, regardless. Um, but for me, yeah, Tennessee boys, all the way, all the way. Actually, Michael, if you if you're looking for one final point for a Tennessee fan to be hopeful on and disappointed from a Ravens fan perspective, the Ravens run D has been their identity throughout their existence. If you like, Haloti Nata, Ray Lewis, etc. Uh, Derek Henry is zoning in on being the first player since the bus, Jerome Bettis, back in the mid-90s to actually run for three games in a row against them um, for over 100 yards. So there's a, a random stat to look out for. But, you know, if you're a Ravens priding yourself in your run D, you're kind of like, yeah, this isn't the run D we're used to either. Time will tell. Uh, one thing I will say as well, in the last time they played each other, when they, I think it was overtime, they won like 30, 23 or 24 or something the Titans did, um, the Titans held the Ravens to like 130 yards. On, uh, so it, if, they, if, they, if it stays around that again, they have a hell of a chance. I think, I think they'll win. I just can't look past the Titans. I think the Titans are real underdogs in that division, which apparently is uh, wrapped up for Kansas City, some people would say. But... Sherlock will say no. And then also you got a guy that should really, as Mark said, be in the talk for player of the year in the AI, well, in terms of offense. Um, doing quite well here, boys, with no coffee. But second game, it's Drew Brees' final ride against uh, the future Drew Brees, Mitch Trubisky. I'm only joking. Um, Colm, for a neutral, how would you build up this game 
in terms of the Bears potentially winning them? And what's your thoughts ahead of this game? Um, the, I'd love to be able to build it up for the Bears, but Roquan Smith is out, and that is huge. I, I cannot stress how big that is. Uh, White being out for the Bucks was bad. Smith being out for the Bears is just beyond everything. I mean, the guy, how he how he's not first team all pro is ridiculous that in itself right that could be we could do a show debating that he had more tackles more tackles for loss uh more sacks more interceptions than the three linebackers who were selected right he is a monster he's an absolute game changer and he's not playing um and if you're the bears i think unfortunately your real hopes of, of trying to win this uh went with him because while the the saints have gotten guys back um the bears just lost their best uh, defensive piece um it's it's difficult to see um if, if mac has an absolute kind of von miller uh type game then maybe that's the they could disrupt but um outside of mac they really have struggled to get the qbs this year um and the 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 saints um the I just think they'll have too much with, with everyone coming back. Um, the way in which they they play, I know it was close um, in in week seven. Um, I don't think it will be as as close this evening. Um, any team that makes the the playoffs is uh, in uh, with a shout, but the 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 Bears. We all kind of um, well uh, uh, went with a, a feeling last week that maybe they could. Um, do it against the Packers but we saw what a really good team does to this Bears team and I think um, whilst Breeze is is not anymore in terms of the arm strength and stuff like that Aaron Rodgers I think they will have more than enough uh, to take care of business uh, this evening so the the Saints march on for me obviously a load of the Irish Titans are Brian as well yeah, long day for him waiting for six o'clock. <laughs> uh, yeah, you touched on the point around we thought Bears potentially could cause an upset last week, but they played a good team and good teams due to the Bears. They've only actually beaten one team this year with a win with a winning record of the eight wins, and that was the Tampa Bay Bucks earlier on in the season. How do they win? They win if Brace has an off day. But the problem there is if he's having an off day, then they just bring him take some hail and let him run a, a few plays to give Brady a bit of a breather. And Kamara's back. Okay, we don't know how he's going to react to the COVID situation. Even if the game was uh, in Soldier Field, I think we'd all be picking, the, you know, Brady's and the guys to win, even adverse weather conditions. Just can't see it. Michael Thomas is back. He touched on it. They're now back to the 40, 45th squad. You know, they played the majority of the season without him. In the postseason, he's had really good numbers, 100 yards per game. Standout wide receiver. Will they be able to manage him? Can't say I'm struggling to even put up a reason as to how the Bears can win. Trubisky can get the get the run game going with Montgomery, slow the Saints down, you know, keep them on the on the field, take the offense off the field, run the clock. They can keep keeping the game for a couple of quarters. But for me, Reyes in the dome, ten touchdowns in in the postseason, no interceptions in the dome. It's going to put up a couple of touchdowns. Things just be a comfortable win for the Saints. Uh, yeah. Buster Screen is also missing for the Bears, which kind of depletes their cornerback depth as well, which doesn't help when you see uh, Michael Thomas coming back and Avon Kamara making the game. 
you know, one way this could have been a bit more balanced is if they put the game on Saturday. Because, of course, on Saturday, like Devin White with the Bucks, Calvin Kamara wouldn't have been able to play because it's Sunday he is able to play. Not saying the NFL is favouring the Saints in what's likely Drew Brees' last season, but, you know, other things have been said. Um, Kamara, of course, leads them both in receiving yards and rushing yards. He's so critical to what they do. Um, whether he's on fire or not, of Michael Thomas being back is just so critical to the, the Saints. I mean, just... Throw it down, Drew Brees. It doesn't matter if your arm's gone. It doesn't matter if it's a duck. Michael Thomas will go up and get it and get it and, and bring you to the promised land once more. Um, for the Bears, the biggest problem for me isn't actually Roquan Smith. It isn't actually Buster Screen. It isn't actually anything. It, it begins and ends with two words, Mitch Trubitsky. Um, frankly, your argument or any argument about whether you think the Bears can put it up to the Saints begins and ends with the question, do you trust Mitch Trubitsky? And for all that we're giving Josh Allen a bit of hassle about fourth quarter, you know, holding the ball out and not having great ball protection and fumbling away trying to do too much, Mitch Trubitsky makes Josh Allen's ball security, you know, look like David Seaman on a good day. Unfortunately, Mitch Trubisky is usually like David Seaman when Ronaldinho is taking or Naeem is taking shots against him from the halfway line. Frankly put, he's actually like Wacko Jacko hanging the baby over the bloody balcony. I mean, that's how much I trust him. It's kind of like he's bound to drop it at some point, isn't he? Um, Look, Montgomery could get going. The Bears have been on a bit of momentum the last few days, and I'm with Colm. If Khalil Mack raises havoc then who knows? But the Saints' offensive line is good. The Saints' defense is damn good. And I can't really see a way for the Bears to pull off the upset. So Saints for me. Yeah, sorry. Marcus touched on there. We didn't even discuss the the Saints' defense. Fourth best defense in the league this year. And in particular in the Dome, they always seem to come and play. So you've got got that scenario as well. Not only you're hoping Trubisky can have a game, how do you beat that prolific defense as well? It's very hard, very hard task. It is indeed. Um, I'm going to try and take like my. I think the teams are going to win that for offer. Just one second. This Bears team, albeit while it's eight and eight, is interesting. They just about sneaked into the playoffs, which fair play to them. They did do it. Trubisky hasn't played horrible the last few games. He hasn't. Okay, now there's a positive. The last time the Saints played each other. Uh, it was since the Bears played each other. David Montgomery, who's had a very nice season, uh, had more rushing yards than Alvin Kamara. Albeit Nick Foles was the quarterback that day. I don't think it's I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. However, obviously with the emergence of Alvin Kamara, and I actually agree with what I think it was you said it, Brian. You know, even if Breeze does struggle, <laughs> they can spring in Hill. Um, it really depends what Saints team shows up. I know Breeze didn't start like in games, like for example in Denver Cup, but that Saints team weren't great that day. But if this is truly, and I'm sure Breeze has told the whole team, if this is my last year, we all know what's going to happen here, boys. The Saints are going to win this game. They're going to run over in the fourth quarter by about 22 points. Um, and it's annoying because this game should be on last. It should be on last. Yeah, I mean, just one final point on the Bears, uh, Michael, just to share. Like Brian said, they've only been in one team with a winning record. Just to emphasize how bad that is, 
they've actually the only team they beat was Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay have only beaten one team with a winning record this year as well. So it's not exactly like they've they've done the best of the best. But how amazing would this game be as well if midway through the third quarter or something, Fol uh, sorry, not Foles, Trubitsky gets an injury and then all of a sudden it's like, my God, that's Nick Foles' music. <laughs> He's coming in. What's gonna happen? <laughs> Well, like Kurt, Kurt Angle music, like da, 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 da. um. Just sorry, it was one last comment. Last before we move on to this last game, D- David Seaman. I mean, some of us were born in the nineties. I, I don't know what the. I'm joking. I'm joking. Actually, the Seaman comment has a lot of relevance to this because that Ronaldinho incident was the same year that this team last got into the playoffs. It's the Cleveland Browns, and um, had a great week actually interacting with Browns fans. Uh, Dog Pound Ireland, Paul Brown, and a few podcasts in the States as well. Great crack. The Browns fans are all buzzing for this. Obviously, the Steelers fans are as well. Um, so, Colin, let's start off. This is the late game. Uh, first of all, Colin, will you be staying up to watch this game? And secondly, who will win this game and why? The biggest game for the Browns franchise in 18 years. Yeah. Huge game for the Browns. And I... I would love to to see them um, kind of progress further than uh, than this round, but it, it's going to be really tough for them um, because where they are um, where they are strong, that's where the Steelers are, are strong, and and where the the Steelers are are, are weak, um, the the Browns are, are weak also. So. To me, what this comes down to, I suppose, is um, the the Browns' uh, ability to, um, you know, sh- shut down the the Steelers, and it's it's an interesting one because I, I I keep saying sacks change games, and that's where the Steelers are stand out right across the league. They have been absolutely brilliant um, this year. Mayfield though does tend to to do well against the the blitz. Um, and so uh, that's one thing you you would say that um, potentially if you're uh, a Browns fan, that might give you a bit of hope. Um, but the what what they should really try and do is is run the ball um, because the the Steelers haven't been nearly as good against the run as they have against the pass. But um, will will they do that? Uh, we we saw them go away from the run far too quickly in uh, some games this this season and and so that's something I I, I wonder about um obviously look the the head coach situation and and being out um, is is an interesting one in that wh- how did they respond does it bring them together um a la the Italy uh, Italy's last two World Cup wins in 82 and 2006 were both because the, the team came together around uh, off-field issues uh, and performed above themselves. Uh, I, 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 w- I wonder around that. Um, the other uh, the other piece, I suppose, is, uh, as Mark said, um, they, that offensive line for the Browns that has been so impressive um, has also been uh, hit due to, to COVID. So um, I, I don't think uh, neither of these teams looking at it, they, they both have weaknesses. Uh, and, and the Steelers have really, they yeah, they came up big uh, against the, the Colts. Um, but would would you back on on their offense to to carry you to to a Super Bowl? If the Browns weren't so COVID hit, um, 
I I could really see them um, being able to to win this, but I I I I just think the the Steelers will will have enough defensively, and we've seen. Um, in terms of the Rams, what you can do if your defense is really strong, even if offensively um, you're you're not fantastic, uh, and I think this, I think the Steelers will will edge uh, a really really uh, close game. Yeah, the Steelers' offense in those three defeats um, around November time when they had them at one seed potentially in, in the bag, only to let it slip away. They uh, they were very average. The play calling was very conservative. Then it got to the stage against the Colts where they were down with two touchdowns and it was a case of, right, we have to free up Big Ben here and let him go and do his thing in terms of throws deep down the field. And it all changed around. The offense started ticking again. You have to bear in mind they played every week since week four. The whole COVID situation, they were the first team impacted earlier on in the season where the game got called off. So there was the reason why they needed to rest up last week. And I think the I think they were re-energized. I think the offense will play well. Deontay Johnson is his main man now. Everybody spoke about Schuster at the start of the season. Then they went through a moment where Claypool was the was the main man. Deontay Johnson, 75 receptions in comparison to 50 for Schuster, 42 for Claypool. He's the guy Big Ben wants getting out in the field, stretching the play. The Browns secondary has been suspect majority of the season, even with the guys when they're fully fit against the guys that have been playing during COVID. And um, I think the enormity of the first playoff game, you say it's the first one since 2003, they haven't won a playoff game in 27 years, since 1994, back a long, long time ago. So for me, it's going to be a similar scenario. One and done, Steelers will win. Um, I don't see it being as close as people think. I actually think Steelers will put up a game tonight and win comfortably. Yeah, um, Jonathan Taylor had a couple of bad drops for the Colts to sustain dro- uh, drives um, in last night's game. And unfortunately, I agree with Brian that Deontay Johnson is Big Ben's main um, go-to man now. And Deontay Johnson has a big problem with drops um, and uh, inconsistent hands, definitely. So um, for Steelers fans, you know, you hope he sorts that out and you hope he's ready to play playoff football um, to, to make sure that they can keep moving the ball because... Their offense has been pretty putrid. Let's just call it as it is. The last eight games of the season, it's been pretty woeful altogether. The good news for Steelers fans, of course, though, as the guys have alluded to, is they're going up against the Browns team that's absolutely decimated. I mean, coaching matters in the NFL. Coaching matters in the NFL far more, in my mind, than football or rugby or or any type of more, if you like, fluid sport, because effectively every play is its own chess match. Every play is its own opportunity for a different play to be called in, for a different scheme to be applied. We talk all the time about halftime adjustments. You know, halftime adjustments in the NFL is not going from a 4-4-2 to a 4-3-3. Halftime adjustments are multiple positions, multiple sets, um, and variation uh, can be a completely different game from the first half to the second half uh, in particular. So the fact that the Browns are missing the guts of their entire coaching staff, I mean, isn't it their special teams coordinator will be uh, acting as head coach this evening, um, cannot be overstated. I mean, it really cannot. I mean, I do hope they've got Baker Mayfield and have just force-fed him Remember the Titans and Varsity Blues and Friday Night Lights, the movie, on a loop feed for the last weeks because he has to imagine some kind of Hollywood ending or some kind of, you know, let's throw it back to college or high school day, get days, guys, and we'll pull it all together. Um, that's the only way, unfortunately, I see the Browns pulling this off is some kind of miracle Hollywood storybook ending 
um, that we're all going to be calling about and we'll be reading about Baker calling the plays in the huddle and changing it up and doing amazing things. Look, we, it was great having Tay Davis on the show a couple of days ago. Really lovely guy, really affable guy. Obviously, you can sense from him the excitement both in the Browns fans and the Browns players in terms of this great opportunity getting to playoffs. Um, you know, we'd like to have had Baker on, but you know, unfortunately, couldn't make it with schedules. But we'll hope to get him on during the off season. <laughs> um, he was probably shooting another progressive video. That, that our advert. That was the problem, guys. But um, the problem ultimately is the Browns. Michael, as you said, last made the playoffs in two thousand and two. In 2002, the Browns fans, when they made the playoffs, could have had a, a child. That child is now of legal age, and as most 18-year-olds are liable to do, is looking back on their father or mother with disdain and despair about the terrible life choices they've made. The life choices the Browns have made in the last while, unfortunately, um, have not produced a winning football team, and I can't honestly see them winning this football game. And 1994... And the Bill Belichick coach, Cleveland Browns, was probably the last time the Browns have won a playoff game. You had to get 1994 and Bill Belichick in there, didn't you? You really had to. Uh, thanks very much for your comments, folks. Yeah, Browns up the run, run, run. I'll talk about that in a wee second. Chubb and Hunt, spot on. Not, what, nobody's mentioned these two boys yet. Very good analysis. Um, lads, look, let's be quite frank here for a start. The last time the Browns were in a playoff game, I was in P7 or I don't know what he's called it in the South. I was in my last year of primary school or national school, right? And Keena was living it up in Saipan. Big Mick was loving the crack. Um, national scandal, which we, I don't think anybody uh, has recovered from. And then obviously Big Robbie tore it up against the Germans. What, the 91st minute to make it 1-1. Albeit Ireland didn't win that game, but they shocked the world. Why can't the Browns shock the world tonight? Why can't they run the ball like hell? Bar that game against the Jets, they have barely, I, don't, I, 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 I didn't check the stats, but they have barely turned the ball over all year. So why can't they? There's no reason why they can't win this game. There, there is a very good reason, Michael. Well, they're, they're yeah, I know the whole situation. Their offensive yeah. line, that's the reason why it's too banged up, it's too ding, and it's too porous for the Steelers' D-line. But, but like you're that, talking right? here about, like, remember the Titans stuff, yeah? Why Michael, 127 passes in a row since uh, Mayfield was intercepted. But Break you down also, yeah, like you, you, you could also argue that the Steelers in December, bar our Colts game, were pathetic the way they played. I, no, you absolutely could. But I mean, we said, do you remember when we had the Browns Jets game? And we were saying, oh, they're missing the wide receivers. But don't worry about it. Chubb and Hunt, Chubb and Hunt, and they've got good tight ends and everything. Look how that turned out. They lost to the bloody Jets. So, um, I, I, I absolutely agree. They're going to rely upon the run. They obviously want to set up Baker to be able to run off, uh, to throw off play action or to at least, you know, set, like establish the run, set up the pass, as we all talk about now. Um, but I'm just, I'd love to, I, actually, I would love to see them do it. I, I don't have any massive love for the Steelers, but I just can't see it. Well, since, since the 2nd of December. Sorry, go ahead, Brent. Sorry, I think there's a few players actually are coming back. I don't really know necessarily which players because it came out very late in the evening yesterday, but there's been a few false false positive tests that have come back. So there is some two or three players that have been freed up. I think Bryant, the tight end, who potentially was out of the game, is now actually expected to play, who makes a big difference to, to for Mayfield. This is almost like the time in Friday Night Lights when Coach Taylor was watching the game in the bar. I'm telling these boys, he's just... You gotta believe here. Look, the Steelers for me have been playing as if they've wanted to be in the playoffs to start of December. It doesn't work like that. 
Uh, it doesn't work. The guy, and it doesn't matter how old or whatever Ben Roethlisberger is. For me, I just have a feeling. Do you know when you have a feeling? And you know what? You're all going to sit here and laugh at me now, right? If you watch it back, whenever we had Darren Fletcher on, I was sitting going, should I pick the Rams? I didn't. I, I, I regret it now. You're all going to say, oh, shut up. But I, I, I'm just going to be honest. I have a feeling I think the Browns will win. I think it'll be a very close game. But I think um, Nick Chubb to have over 130 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Baker Mayfield to have good morning football talking about him for the next two months. Uh, people in the States love this. If Baker was to play well tonight and knock Big Ben out, it would be amazing. Uh, do, you, do you want a final point to each, lads? I'll start with you, Colin. Go for it. Yeah, just um, on the, the run, run, run. Yeah, we, and we did say it about this, but that's what I was saying. They went away from it. It made no sense because they do run the ball very effectively. But for some reason, they decided that without their wide receiving core, they were still going to try to throw it. Um, and, and that's what the Browns need to get away from. Stop doing Browns-type things. Um, be be more, uh, you know, 2020 Browns and not the Browns of the, the, the previous uh, two decades. Um, if, if you're look, I, I, I think it will be um, a, a close game, but sacks change games the Steelers are on the longest streak of sacks since the league began and um I think that that is what will make the the difference but it is going to be a fascinating one Michael you referred to the Rams results as a shock I don't necessarily think that was a shock I think that was a game that could have went either way because if you look at the games over the years they always tend to beat each other and McVeigh of late has had a, a very good record against Seattle but for the Bears or the Browns to go in on the road and win tonight, either one of those results would be a shock and probably one of the biggest shocks I'd imagine that we've seen in quite some time come playoffs. But there's always a shock in wildcard weekend and I don't think last night's game was the shock, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's going to help them that there's nobody in Hinesfield, so, you know, they don't have to deal with the, the, the yellow hankies being waved in the air. Um, but... Uh, seriously you you know the bills did break their last uh, their playoff uh, drought for which went back to 95 so maybe the day after the browns to break their playoff drought going back to 94 might happen and michael if you know you say i've got a feeling well you know that's apt as black eyed peas happen to be coaching the pittsburgh steelers so that's uh, appropriate <laughs> I don't get this Tomlin will I am reference. I really don't. I, I really, just in case anyone's wondering, just in case anyone's wondering what the hell we're talking about there. By the way, just so two, two, you need to get two photos of Will I am and Mike Tomlin to tell you doppelgangers, doppelgangers. He's right, Vance. He's right, Michael. Um, so got a, so got a pair of glasses and a, a Steelers hat. <laughs> we could then. We're obviously back tomorrow night, nine o'clock. I think I have nothing else to be at anyway, but. We could be talking about so many factors here, and one of them already is one. Philip Rivers, is that it? Ben Roethlisberger, is that it? And Drew Brees, is that it? If that is, that would be one hell of a show. Um, but I guess until then, lads, appreciate you all. Obviously, if you want to watch the games today, here they are. I have it all prepared. Here we go. Yep. Uh, Ravens-Titans at 5 past 6. That's on Sky Sports. Ironically, the other games are also on Sky Sports. Bears-Saints, 20 to 10. Just put the game on at six and half nine. Like, like, I mean, that's just like some of us want to watch beat the Chasers. You know what I mean? So it's not easy. Like, but the Browns against the Steelers at one fifteen. I'm standing up for that. Are we all stand up for that, yeah. 
That's the plan. Give it, give it a go, yeah. Right, give it for it. Grab it, it looks like. <laughs> side palm 2002 baby here lads until then uh thanks very much obviously our podcast is available online as well just search for the irish nfl show uh we'll see how good brian is at uploading it should be up before half 10 this morning uh if it isn't you can get him on twitter and annoy him until then it sees tomorrow night uh, at nine o'clock thanks very much lads enjoy the games today good luck enjoy the games Bye. 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 Bye.